leads an elite team into battle against an international drug cartel. It's going to be like taking candy from small children. But what Agent Philip Ryan finds there is more dangerous. The setup! More devious. Allow me to present a K3 prototype cyborg assassin. Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy, and this week is another exciting edition of the non-canonical adventures of JD and Randy. That's right. This week we checked out and watched the 1993 Sam Furstenberg straight VHS classic film that must have been a canon film at some point. That definitely feels like it. Cyborg... Cop. It's Cyber Cop, right? Not yeah. Cyber Cop? Cyborg Cop. Cyber Cop is a completely different thing. Okay. Yeah. Starring everybody's favorite American ninja, David Bradley. David Bradley. And John Rice Davies as Kessler. Yeah. This film has two sequels, one of which isn't really a sequel and it's called Terminal Impact. Yeah, this was also like this one and I think the sequel are basically Sam Furstenberg's last uh, action movies. They're also literally like right after canon kind of fell apart so i figured well this is the chance to cover them because we're probably going to cover them other otherwise um also the production on this movie is a bit confusing because there isn't a whole lot of information and from what they said in the credits at the end like the company new world might not have actually been involved in the production of okay it. so we have some weird things the new world film in conjunction with new image films mm -hmm. but not really but also produced by Millennium Films. Mm -hmm. They own. But also distributed by Vidmark Entertainment. Yeah, it's confusing. But, but suspiciously looked like a canon film. It pretty much was a canon movie from that time period. Um, which is what made it a bit weirder to watch. Nonetheless, I guess we might as well just talk about it. the The story is pretty typical. It's not about a cyborg cop, despite what the title tells you. Because at no point in the movie is there both simultaneously a cyborg who is also a cop. Well, kind of in one technically, scene. technically. But the the point is that there's a there's a his his the main character David Bradley is a DEA agent. His brother is also a DEA agent, and and they were partners, which usually isn't something they do in real life. No, not really. Um, but he would he was in a case and he did something quote-unquote bad and he got put on suspension so his brother still a d agent went on a mission to get this guy called kessler he went and did a kessler run and yes. uh went to some south american country sorry he went to the caribbean it's the caribbean st keith's yes to take down a drug dealer who dresses all in white played by john rice davies and he ended up he and his whole squad end up getting killed by what seems to be some sort of cyborg. By Cyrus Borgen, the cyborg cop, who's not really the cyborg cop. No, he's just the random guy who was turned into Actually, his name in this movie, he's played by Rufus Swart, and his character name is simply not the, it's hmm. just simply cyborg. He's just a, he's just cyborg. Cy space Borg. There's not there's nothing else to that guy except he's the cyborg enemy that he has to be defeated and he is defeated but we'll get to that later. Anyway, what happens is his brother dies and David Bradley has to go trying to find out what happened and he ends up embroiled in a plot trying to stop Kessler from making more 
cyborgs and giving them away as to other rich people to use as assassinations, you know. To a, a government conspiracy yeah, that type of agency, thing. but who may be the U.S., but we don't really know. Could pretty much be anything. I think it's just meant to be worldwide. But uh, it's the story, I would just say, is probably the weakest part of the movie because it's very obvious, everything about it. And the, Shout out to the writer, Greg Ladder. Yeah, the, the problem with the film is that the, there's no real surprises in the story. It exact, goes exactly the way you think it's going to go. And unfortunately, it takes too long to get to the island. I would have preferred if they would have had like the, the start of the movie. And then he goes there and the whole movie is him trying to get through the island to get to him. There's a 95-minute film here. Mm-hmm. And it takes about half that film before they actually get to the cyborg. Yeah, because like I said, he has to And then another part of the film, film before we get to an actual cyborg cop. That's, it. That's probably the, the weakest part of the movie is... There's too much will they or won't they between David Bradley and Alona Shaw... Kind of. Um, again, that's pretty typical. Is as soon as she's introduced, you know how that's going to go. Uh, like, There's not a whole lot in the way of surprises. But um, I guess might as well just go into the highlights. Is that thankfully Sam Furstenberg is directing it. Because he takes as much as he can with what he has. As he usually does. All $5 of budget. And he actually makes it look quite good at times. Especially those... The, and access to the uh, costume trunk at the uh, local preschool. And he makes it, like I said, he makes it work. Like, it's clearly a cheap movie, but he makes it all flow well. It makes has impact. The action scenes, which we were all we were watching this, I was comparing it, of all things, to American Ninja 3 because David Bradley was in that one, and that's a sequel to a movie Sam Furstenberg directed. But the action sequence in this one are far beyond that one because Sam Furstenberg seems to know how to frame an action sequence correctly. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that Sam Furstenberg is always good at is no budget, but also framing his action the way you want it to be. As I said, he actually makes, like I said, uh, David Bradley look like he's supposed to look. His moves come out as they should. They have impact. It actually looks like David Bradley's an action star instead of just trying to fake it out and just well, that do was, weird cuts well, that, that were directed. That was the other thing too because we watched two movies that uh, David Bradley was in that wasn't directed by Sam Furstenberg and two that have been and both ones he's far better in the one Sam Furstenberg did so I have to imagine there might be some some problem with who they chose for the director in those movies nonetheless um, the movie is a pretty typical straight to VHS uh, action movie except Sam Furstenberg manages to cram in a lot of action and surprising amounts of core, including someone yeah. getting his head punched in, guy getting his arm chopped off, and a lot of headshots, including uh, some cyborg stuff, like when that guy gets the saw in the head, even though, again, obviously low budget, he still worked around it. And um, at the end of the movie, it even climaxes in him using a motorcycle to decapitate the cyborg. Yeah, that was the dumbest fight. Yeah, but it's an escalation. And he manages to end it up on the highest escalation he could. David Bradley, we want you to jump on that motorcycle because we have one. And I want you to somehow fight him. And take his head off. Also, yeah, that's not Sam Furstenberg's accent. Not even close to it. No, it's not. Um, So my highlight of the film is John Rice Davies, who is just here for the paycheck. And he... Delightfully eats the scenery at every chance he gets, and is even on the poster where it says, "And John Rhys Davies as Kessel." Oh, he's definitely a good villain. He's fun. 
Every time he's on the screen, he's saying something. Fire this man! Something evil. It's something like that. With pleasure, like, sir. Bang! <laughs> I just painted that wall. Where he randomly gets his men killed or kills them. It's it's fun, like I said. Every time he's on screen, it's a lot of fun. And he makes for a good villain. Who You'll never take head. her oh, only over my dead body. He shoots him in the head. And he just shoots him in the head. A good mind is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> That was actually probably a better delivery than David Bradley did for that line, but yeah. Well, yeah, but it was, like I said, it's all in good fun. As you can tell, we were very excited about this film. It's all right. It's, all right. I, it's not one of the worst things I've ever seen, and it's not one of the best things I've ever seen, but like considering the context for the movie, it delivers what it's supposed to do, and it's fine. The plot, the though, problem is, is the plot. That is the weakest That's part of the, the movie. That's the low light of the film for both of us, I believe, is That's that the, the plot. That's the weakest part is incredibly threadbare mm. and it could, wrote it, it would have been more interesting if the plot was better because like I said, Sam Furstenberg and everybody else pretty much worked around it as what I'm, what I'm, I guess I can get a, I can get to like you you're there for the action sequences you're there for John Rhys Davies you're there for you're there for some squibs you're just you're just there for the fun of it and the you're there for some just, practical effects yeah it's story's just, just in the background it's it's definitely the weakest part but like I said it was fine um, like I said, we've we've watched a few of these types of movies, and another one that was a, kind of a surprise was um, Delta Force Three. Because I remember when we were watching that one, like the oh, Killing this, Game. So this one, this one's probably going to be really bad, but it managed to be saved by Sam Furstenberg, who used everything he could in order to scrape a fun movie out of it, including some surprise in the action sequences. Like in this one, I'd never expected someone was going to get decapitated with a motorcycle. Well, let's put so, it this way. Up to this movie here in 93, we've seen every single one of his films, mm-hmm. except for his first one, One More Chance, which is also yeah. a canon film. It's hard to find. And Riverbend. Yeah. And um, oh, we've yeah. seen everything else. Yeah. And I think there's like there's only like three after this, including the sequel, which okay, is you have Okay. So after this one here, you have, it's in red on Wikipedia, Blood Warriors, mm-hmm. Cyborg Cop 2, mm-hmm. Criss Cross. Mm-hmm. Operation Delta Force. That's a TV movie series. Motel mm-hmm. Blue. McKinsey's mm-hmm. Island. Mm-hmm. The Alternate. Spiders 2. The Breeding Ground. Mm-hmm. Quicksand. And the Interplanetary Surplus Male and Amazon Woman of Outer Space. Yeah, they're not quite the same genre as this, though. Like I said, he kind of made his name in the, the action The guy movies. is 72 years old. Yeah. Okay. And he's best known for American Ninja and Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, he's mostly well known for the action movies he made, and um, you can tell why they that Cannon used him as much as he did because he could pretty much wring anything out of it if he needed to, and that's exactly what he did here. And again, like even when it comes to David Bradley, when we saw American Ninja Three, we we're just like, "Wow, this guy is not very good." But then we saw him in the other movies that he was directed by Sam Furstenberg, like, "Wow, he actually managed to make the guy stand out somehow." Even though he didn't in the first time we saw him, so I yeah, guess yeah, generally it's like a I've, director. I've been down on David Bradley for a lot of the stuff we saw, but American Ninja Five was a better yeah, usage of him than it. the other two American Ninjas, and then this is definitely a better David Bradley than we had seen previously. Yeah, and he was also good in American Samurai, which Sam Furstenberg also did. As, as I said, uh, when we're watching this, I was just making note of that because I was just thinking how much a director really does affect the movie okay so blood warriors is a tv movie that also stars uh mm. david bradley yeah there's probably a few of those after this uh, basically like cyber cop and cyber cop to kind of his last like proper action movies and after this he kind of just 
did that kind of stuff. And then he just, I guess, retired. He also did Blood Run, which is uh, outside the law in the U.S. Mm. Uh, Hard Justice, where it's a director video film. Mm. Yeah, like I said. But as a whole, it's fine. I, I don't think I'm just going to give it a three. It's not a high three. It's a, a three because I enjoyed myself. It's not one of his best movies, and I'm talking about David Bradley and Sam Furstenberg. Oh, I'm giving this a two. I'm sorry. I don't. But I can't I recommend it. this to anybody. Uh, and while it is a, it is a good piece of Sam Furstenberg, it's not worth it to watch. Yeah, I kind of think it is. I think it's fun. It uh, like I said, it's not one of the strongest ones, and the plot is definitely the weakest part. But as a whole, it's fine. Though I will say that it is worth just seeing for David Bradley actually being charismatic in something. Hmm. Like I said, we've seen it a couple times now. I, I, I'm like, just thinking about how important a director is to a movie. It's just interesting to think about. Anyway, I guess that's all. Really, all we have to say about this one. There's not a whole lot else. Like I said, it's pretty typical of its time, and it's nice to see one of uh, the last ones we're going to be able to cover for Sam Furstenberg because of the time span we cover. But uh, yeah, and also because nice. I don't want to watch the trash that comes out after '97. So. <laughs> All right, everybody. Spiders 2, The Breeding Ground. <laughs> All right. That's it for that one, everybody. We'll see you next time when we continue our cruise through the Canon catalog. Goodbye. Goodbye. The K3 prototype cyborg assassin. Left for dead, Philip Ryan is about to live again. Half man, half machine. Kill it. His mind now controlled by a madman. You see, it works just now renegade agent Jack Ryan is the only man who can save his brother. You stay out of this But to rescue Philip, Jack must destroy an unstoppable soldier. Part Robocop. Part Terminator. Cyborg Cop. Only from Vidmark Entertainment.